Let me take this opportunity to talk to you about Molly Spirits. Man, I love that place. And it's March. You know that. You also know that it means St. Patrick's Day is right around the corner, March 17th to be exact. But you can celebrate all month with beer, wine, and spirits from Molly's. Now, if you're celebrating on St. Patty's Day, how about celebrating the day with a whiskey cocktail? All you have to do is head to mollys.com for unique cocktail recipes right there on their homepage. Or you can head to their boozy blog for some really fun ideas all year round. And here's something that's fun as well. Molly's Greenwood Village Store in the Arapahoe Marketplace is now hosting free tastings every Friday and Saturday afternoon. You'll love that. You got a chance to sample beers from Lone Tree Brewery, Jameson Whiskey, and Constellation Wines. Just go to Molly's Facebook page for the exact dates You can try all these great brands and many, many more. So if you're looking for just a great, exciting shopping experience, head to Molly Spirits for your beer, wine, and spirits. Whether you're looking for the classics or maybe you want a unique and fun twist, believe me, Molly's has something for everybody. So head out to their Lakeside location, which is at 44th and Harlan, their Greenwood Village store, I-25 in Arapahoe, right there on the west side next to Sprouts, or their newest store, which is in Longmont at 700 Ken Pratt Boulevard. Molly Spirits, it's a land of adult beverage discovery. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, we are back at it. Podcast number 117. I always, uh, I don't always start by saying thank you to our listeners, but normally I do, and I mean it. We thank our listeners for downloading the podcast, and hopefully you're enjoying it. So I just found out. My mom listens to the podcast. My dad is now listening to the podcast, which means the rules may change. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning what? Meaning that... Meaning you should turn your cell phone off before doing the podcast. Yes. What, what, meaning you're not going to be as forthright and as transparent as you have been in the past? Yes. <laughs> Are there things even at your age that your mom and dad would, if you said out loud, your mom and dad would go, oh my God, I didn't know that. Are there things that other people have, that you've done that people would say, mm, I didn't know that? No. <laughs> okay. Or maybe a couple. Yeah, okay. We all have those point. things, right? Yeah. Well, it's not like we try to expose any of your dark, deep secrets, now, although I, I know quite a few of them, but mm-hmm. we wouldn't expose those here on this podcast. That would be a completely different podcast. No, and the ratings would be maybe a little bit better. Our, our ratings are fine. They are. But yeah. your mom and dad might disown you. <laughs> I think safe to say that. That's a good point. I do know when I talked to them the other day, they, uh, like all of Broncos country, are getting really excited about the Broncos right. season. Some, a lot actually has happened. Last couple podcasts, we get to, we got to talk about Russell Wilson and, um, how many interactions have you had with him? Uh, the last podcast we did, we didn't know for sure. Um, oh yeah, we did. We, we did. did. Yeah, well, I was out there at uh, at when they announced it at mm-hmm. his press conference, and then obviously heard the entire press conference, and then did a one on one interview with him. Tell um, me all about it. What do you he think? See, he seems like a genuine guy. I mean, he said a lot of great things at the press conference. What struck me, uh, amongst a few things, there were plenty of teammates there. I'll bet you know eight, maybe ten teammates uh, in the auditorium as he. Gave the press conference and uh, man, they were buying in, nodding their head as he he just said a lot of really good things. He 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 to me seems like a genuine leader, uh, somebody that understands the the magnitude of the role, 
knows what he brings to a team, knows what he wants, knows uh, how to work together as a team. I mean, he said just, I thought, outstanding things. Um, and I, I would say that he seems genuine. He, he's very comfortable behind a mic. Mm-hmm. But just because you're comfortable behind a mic doesn't necessarily mean that you're not genuine. So he seemed genuine to me, seemed like he was happy to be in Denver. I mean, he had a no-trade clause, and so he he could have said no to the Broncos. And I think, you know, to me, on paper, it seems like a great deal for the Broncos. Okay. Well, that is very positive, and I love hearing that. Now let's go to something that may be a little bit different. Let's talk about – we didn't get a chance to talk about Randy Gray. Sierra. No, we didn't. Did you get to talk to her? Uh, no, didn't really have Did you to. See her? Sure, Sar. Uh, the first thing I thought was, congratulations, Russell. <laughs> She's very pretty. Uh, striking. <laughs> really? Striking. Yes, I mean, you know, listen, I, I don't want to go the Brent Musburger route, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I think I'll just stop at that point. But they are a, a they are a very. Uh, good-looking young couple. God, they are, and their kids are cute. Yeah, and they love doing stuff in the community. Like nothing we, to be jealous about with this no, entire I mean, crew, right? God, <laughs> you great. know, they got it going on. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I uh, and I said this before. I don't think, um, you know, I don't speak for all of Broncos country, but the people that have have, have uh, been vocal about this, I, I mean, this this reminds me a little bit of the Peyton Manning signing, although. I mean, Peyton was coming back from that very serious neck injury, but but the excitement level was like, wow, Peyton Manning is coming to Denver. Uh, it's very very similar in my estimation to what Broncos country is feeling with respect to Russell Wilson. How and we didn't get to talk about Randy Gregory because he hadn't been acquired by yeah. the Broncos since we did the podcast. That's a little bit of a. I don't know if he's the other end of the spectrum, but there's some controversy going into that. So sure. tell me your thoughts of that whole deal. And- well, I mean, anytime you've, anytime you've missed 54 games due to your inability to be on the field, then that's an issue, right? I mean, that's an issue. Uh, I, I don't care what your talent is, your availability and your accountability to your teammates and to the organization. That is really, really important stuff. And so... Um, I had him on the show, had a chance to talk with him. He, he seems smart. He was great. He's very bright. Yep. You can tell just how he talks. Mm-hmm. But he was honest about it. He said, hey, you know, I'm hoping that um, the Broncos fans will give me a chance and not judge me too early. And not, he said, my past is my past. I can't change that. Um, I thought he addressed, you know, the elephant in the room in a very uh, concise and smart way. He was humble. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I don't think he could have come across any better based on, on how he answered the questions. And I asked him the question. I said, hey, listen, man, uh, I've got to ask you, you know, you've missed 54 games with suspensions. I mean, how, how, how do you what, – what's your answer to that moving forward with respect to fans here in Denver? And he was great. I mean, he took it head on, mm-hmm. which I think you have to, but a lot of guys – you know, we'll try to downplay it or, or try to make you uncomfortable asking the question. I mean, I had to ask him, but I thought Randy Gregory came across as a very sincere, uh, humble, contrite, at times, young guy that is looking for a second chance, and he's going to get one here in Denver. 
So I was reading about him and USA Today did a really good article. I think it was a year or two ago. It was about that he's got social anxiety. Yep. Did you did you kind of dive into that? I, I didn't I didn't bring that up. Yeah. Um not that it excuses everything. Right. However, and he talked about very openly about it. It makes me want to root for that guy even more. And I think he was genuine about it. I don't think you say you have that if you don't. Yeah. You know? And I mean, let's be honest about it. Uh the the rules have changed in the NFL in terms of how many times they test, what's allowed with the new CBA. Yeah. I mean, how many times players can be tested for marijuana? In fact, I don't think they're going to be tested at all. So, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's different now than it was, uh, the last three or four years with respect mm-hmm. to what players have to, have to go through as far as testing. So, uh, you know, he's been a very good player when he's been on the field. But but this is the first, and I do think there's risk. I really do. Um, this is the first decision that George Payton has made where you could step back and say, wow, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're rolling the dice a little bit uh, on this guy. But, but that's, you know, to be a GM and be one that is aggressive and is trying to get things turned around, I mean, you have to. And, and George talked about, that he and his staff did their due diligence on this deal. And so obviously there's a comfort level from their standpoint with respect to Randy Gregory and what kind of person he is and what will he be like trying to assimilate into the Broncos culture and into this locker room. And so they, they have a comfort level in that regard. And so I, I say, hey, let's give this guy a second chance and see what happens. Did it, did you, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter that he, um, did it raise any red flags to you when he was this weekend? He kind of sent a couple of Spattered out from the cowboy fans. Yeah. He said they were toxic fan base. And then he also talked about the ownership that they didn't talk about Jerry Jones, that he didn't act in good faith. And I, I kind of saw that. And I was like, Ugh. yeah. Slow well, I, I think that, um, I mean, first of all, you, you can't, I mean, social media is undefeated, right? So when <laughs> you, you try to take people on in some sort of Twitter war, yeah. um, chances are you lose. Yeah. But, you know, some of these young dudes, that's, that's the world they have grown up in. And so they're used to that sort of thing. I, I do think that, um, you know, he fired back on a fan that referenced, uh, you know, the cowboy fans and sort of how they felt about it. Uh, the Jerry Jones thing, I think genuinely Randy Gregory felt like he sort of had the wool pulled over his eyes for a moment by the Cowboys organization. With respect to, he agreed on the deal. And then the, the verbiage in the contract, this is his story, changed. And if in fact that is true, then I can understand um, him not being happy about that because that's when you have a handshake, and I'm assuming it was a handshake deal because they couldn't sign the papers, but when you have a handshake deal and then in your mind things get changed, then it doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth. Speaking of not leaving a good taste in your mouth, that gets me to the next subject that um not super thrilled with, and I know it's your former team with the Cleveland Browns. And signing Deshaun. Oh, Watson. I know where this is going. Well, I was thinking about actually the two players, and because both come in with some controversy. If it's up to me, I'll take somebody like Randy Gregory any day of the week, as opposed to somebody like Deshaun Watson, who I believe a grand jury um, did not move forward with criminal charges, although he still faces twenty-one um, civil, civil cases, potentially twenty-one. Potentially. I think potentially. 
22 civil cases, although I don't know that all 22 have decided to go forward. But you're absolutely right. The grand jury said that there was not enough evidence, evidently, for them to pursue criminal charges in any of the 22. Yeah. I'm a firm believer. You know, nobody knows what happened except for him and those women. But I am, we've talked about this before, I am a firm believer in where there's smoke, there's fire. I just don't think something like that happens to Russell Wilson or other people that in the sports world that we know of. Okay. So, um, I just, I know this is how the sports world is. Your, your, your talent dictates how many teams want you. If you can stay in the league and get it. And they gave him what was a five year, $230 million deal. And I know the shortage of, um, quarterbacks. We've had the shortage of quarterbacks and it's a sad, sad world. But I was thinking, what if the Broncos did sign Deshaun Watson and Obviously, I'd, I'd still, I'd still watch the games and, but it would be with a little bit, even if he had, he turned out to be great. It, it'd be with a little bit of, I guess, I don't know if it's anger. And I think about, well, what, what, what kind of ownership lets that happen? I don't think Pat Bolin, I don't think he would have ever sniffed some, somebody like Deshaun Watson. What do you think? Who, um, the community means something to the Broncos, as does winning. I understand that. Well, by by saying that though, you're you're insinuating that the the community doesn't mean anything to Jimmy Haslam. Um, here's the deal: there's no there's no way in the world I'm going to sit here and try to alibi off the situation Deshaun Watson is in. Um, I listen. I I agree with you when there are 22 women that alleged that inappropriate sexual conduct took place. Then, I mean, for a reasonable person, you would conclude that something that shouldn't have happened happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I mean, could there be some of these women that 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 once uh, a handful of women decided to go forward with mm-hmm. this, decided, okay, yeah, well, maybe I will too. I I don't I don't know. I mean, the only the only people that really know what happened would be the women and Deshaun Watson. But I think something you did say is interesting. I, I think the league um, right now, I, think the, I don't think the league knows exactly what to do with Deshaun Watson, right? Because I mean, he didn't play last year. Um, and so now with this new contract and the Browns go out and sign him a five-year deal for $230 million, there, there's – I mean, there are several storylines in this contract, right? The guaranteed money, every single penny is guaranteed. The Browns have structured the contract for him to make just over a million dollars in his first year. So obviously they're thinking the league is going to sanction him in some form mm-hmm. and he's going to miss games, which I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I, I've bashed the NFL from time to time when, when I thought it was appropriate. And I know that there are some that now say, well, the league league should come out and do something. I, I, right now, if I were the commissioner of the league, I would do exactly what the league is doing, Nothing. which is sit back. I'd sit back and wait and see where these civil lawsuits take us. Mm-hmm. And I'd wait for this case, generally speaking, and these cases individually, I'd wait and see where they go. And then I would make some sort of decision. I don't think there's any question the league is going to sanction Deshaun Watson. I mean, you stop and think about it. Ben Roethlisberger years ago had two, yeah. two women 
that raised an issue. I can't remember if they um, they did file a case. I believe one of those was settled. And so there's nothing on Ben Roethlisberger's record per se, but he did settle the case against one of his two accusers, and the league set him down for six games. I can't imagine that Deshaun Watson is going to miss any fewer than six, mm-hmm. and I would think probably more than six. There's no easy answer here. I mean, if you were the commissioner of the league right now, um, what, what, what do people want the league to do? They want the league to, to be the moral uh, standard for society in some cases. And in some cases, they just want to watch NFL football, which I get it. I am a huge NFL fan. Yeah. Again, I, I and I've gone after Roger Goodell when I thought it was appropriate, when I've disagreed completely with with his particular position. In this case, you know, people are, are again crying about the league not doing anything. I, I don't know he didn't play last year. That was a decision that the Texans and Watson made. That was not a league decision. Mm-hmm. But now they're they're gonna I mean, it's gonna come down to you know what what happens in these cases and then the league will have to decide something yeah it's gonna be interesting it just it's, an, uh, it, it's just ugly it's just you know it's just a. Uh, um I, I i i did have an occasion to talk and i've got to be careful here a little bit of what i say but talk to somebody uh who was asked to testify in this case this person uh refused now asked to testify in terms of um, what is appropriate, what is asked of massage therapists or stretching people, whatever, what, what's appropriate to ask them to do and what is not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can just say this, that um, the report came back from one of the people that is involved that this person has concluded he is absolutely 100% guilty of a whole bunch of stuff. Make of that what you will. That that Deshaun Watson is guilty of a whole bunch of stuff. Yes, that's somebody that actually. Um, I mean, that's an opinion of this person, mm-hmm. but it's an opinion based on what this person was able to glean when asked to testify about certain things that would be appropriate mm-hmm. in that kind of uh, agreement. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know what's what's going to happen. Um, but you do bring up a good point. I think the league is about ultimately deciding what's best for their franchise and how can we best get in a position to win. Well, and I think three other teams were interested. I'm just glad. There are more than three. Three that we knew of. That we knew of. Yes, yes. you're right. I'm just glad the Broncos weren't one of them. Well, okay, let me ask you a question. Reasons. Hypothetically. What? Let's just yeah. say that let's just say that Russell Wilson is somewhere else and Deshaun Watson at some point after he is suspended by the league at some point as a starting quarterback for the Broncos. So you at that point do what? Same thing I'm doing now. I'm still doing a podcast with you. I'm still watching. You're going to watch? Yeah. Do I feel great about it? I mean, I remember watching the Bengals and seeing Joe Mixon and still getting an uneasy, you know, he totally punched this woman. And I still remember that. Am I still watching the Bengals? Yeah. But do I still... Would I feel uneasy, especially when you look at some of these allegations? And I guess some of the three of them are sexual assault, right? So I guess you'd have to figure out what happened in those yes. cases. Yes, I mean, it's, it's like not the just Ray, touching. It's, it's like the Ray Rice situation. Right. Ugh. I mean, I had somebody yeah. bring up the Ray Rice situation. Well, why did the league? Why? Why was he banned from the league? He wasn't. 
He wasn't banned from the league at all. He was suspended. And then the reason Ray Rice was not ever brought back into the NFL is really simple. Uh, he was at the end of his career. The last two years of his career, he'd had diminishing production. Mm-hmm. And I think every single team in the league, based on that video of him punching what at that point was his fiance, now is his wife, said, okay, we've got a 30-plus-year-old running back with diminishing production. Do we really want to fade the heat that we will get if we sign him next year? And the answer for 32 teams was no. He wasn't banned from playing. It's just that NFL teams... I mean, they, they, they're very smart, normally speaking, about public relations and yeah. how they approach it. Um, and, and they make a decision like, okay, if we do this, what's the backlash? Can we control it? Can we form our own narrative and put that out there? And so I, I think in this case, the Browns said, yes, we can. And um, yeah, I, mean, I, like, I like that the league has said, well, we've done our own investigation, and we've come to the, you know, we, we've come to the conclusion, excuse me, the Browns said we did our own investigation. And so we felt that after the investigation that we were willing to move forward with this. Con- they didn't, they didn't, they didn't talk to, to my knowledge, one of the alleged victims, not one of them. Right. They, they didn't, didn't talk, talk to the lawyer. To, they didn't talk. Well, I wouldn't talk to the lawyer either, but one of the victims, I mean, yeah. I, so my point is how thorough how in depth of an investigation could you possibly have done if you didn't talk to one of the 22 alleged victims there this whole thing stinks it's just lousy it's it's uh, you know it really is and there's no easy way out no matter which side you fall on yeah okay Enough of that. I guess that's that's going to be interesting to watch. It will be. But it will be. Yeah. It will be. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the AFC is changing. Not just the Broncos, but other teams. What does that look like for Denver? We'll talk about it next. Hey, time to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Boyer's Coffee. Man, I love Boyer's Coffee. They're locally roasted at 5,280 feet for a smoother taste. And they've been doing it in the Rocky Mountains for over 57 years. That's a Colorado company that has been doing it right since 1965. You can find Boyer's in all of your favorite supermarkets, as well as Sam's Club and Walmart. Or if you want to hop online at boyerscoffee.com, what a treat you will find there. From top-selling coffee, like Rocky Mountain Thunder and French Vanilla to popular flavors like Amaretto and Butterscotch Toffee. Their selection is a coffee lover's dream. They also have decaf, organic, and Keurig choices as well. You can also have your Boyer's Coffee delivered right to your doorstep if you'd like, so be sure to check out those options at boyerscoffee.com. And if you feel like having a Boyer's Barista whip up a custom drink for you, just check out their coffee food truck and coffee cottage at 73rd in Washington. You'll love that. That's where you can also pick up bags of your favorite Boyer's whole bean coffee. Boyer's Coffee, roasted way up high for the smoothest taste around. Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast, along with Julie Brown, and I'm Dave Logan. We've talked a little bit about Russell Wilson of the Broncos, also Deshaun Watson, the four-year deal, excuse me, five-year deal that is all guaranteed for $230 million. Mm-hmm. Did you see what the Colts are thinking about doing or doing with Matt Ryan? Uh, I think I think that'd be a good move. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be a very good move. So tell me if you agree with this. I saw this. Is it Ryan Halloran? Is that his name? He's the... Ryan O'Halloran. I forgot. The, oh, especially yeah. around St. Patrick's Irish, Day. I, oh, my God. Wait, what was that? Oh, O'Halloran. <laughs> do you do anything for St. Patrick's Day, by the way? Do I do anything? Yeah. Are you the guy that's like... No, I don't know. Have no. you ever done anything on St. Patrick's Day? Like gone out and had a beer, maybe? <laughs> yes. Well, I think so. 
There was that one day back in 1984. No, I mean, no, for sure. You got to celebrate uh, St. Patty's Day, right? Yeah, so he did a, just a, the changing of the guard and, and um, just ranking quarterbacks in the AFC. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. I think we can all go with that, right? Sure. Number two, Josh Allen. Hard to argue. Number three, Joe Burrow. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go down and then you tell me what you think. Number four, Russell Wilson. Okay. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Chargers. Deshaun Watson, Cleveland. Number seven is Derek Carr, Vegas. Okay. That's all I got to. Um, it just goes to show you, I mean, the AFC is a complete and total nightmare to navigate from this point on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would right now, I love Joe Burrow, but if I were starting a team and I, I had either Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, I'd take Justin Herbert. Um, that's not to slight, although for both of our Bengals fans that listen to the podcast, <laughs> you may take it that way. But I mean, I'm I just, know. I'm just a big, big believer uh, in Justin Herbert. And, and he's had fewer injuries and hasn't had the ACL, at least that I, that I know of, certainly in the last couple of years. But um, yeah, I mean, this year it's going to be this, this conference, and in particular the AFC West, is just a bear. It, I mean, it, people will be so stoked, and I'll be right there with you when we get through. I mean, I, you, know, you, know, you, you want to live every day and enjoy things, and so I'm not trying to fast forward until September. But if just for a moment, if you fast forward until September yeah. and you start to think about the Broncos and the Chiefs twice, the Broncos great. and the Raiders twice, the Broncos and the Chargers, the Chargers and the Chiefs, I mean, all these combination of games, Russell Wilson and the Broncos going to Seattle, you don't think that'll oh, be a nationally yeah. televised game? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's it, since Peyton left, there hasn't been this sort of excitement brewing just thinking about the possibilities of what we may see. When are we going to find out how many nationally televised games there will be for the Broncos? Um, what I've heard is it, it last year there was one. Mm-hmm. It was a Thursday night game in Cleveland. Ugh. Yeah. It, right? So I I have heard there will be five. Oh, my God. There will be five this year. Who are you talking to? Um, I love you have, and your we sources. We all have sources. They're real. We have sources. I know. Right? Yeah, you found out a couple times that my sources are, yeah. are real. But I think, I mean, that, that stands to reason, right, with all of the – you know, Thursday night games and Sunday night, and Monday night, uh, and with Russell Wilson of the Broncos. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. I know I have to let you go. You have other things to do. But who in the heck is Josh Johnson, the Broncos' back quarterback? Tell me a little bit about him. He's a guy that has, he has played forever. I know. And I, a ton of teams. I think we counted at one point, and uh, you, you can't see what you see. You see my face here, but I don't have a, a Josh Johnson media guide open here in front of me Uh, i think we counted friday last friday he played for like 13 teams oh my gosh there's only 32 (laughs) right but he's been he's been a quality i I remember a game this will sound crazy such a football nerd last year josh johnson is playing with the jets and um they're playing the colts and he comes on and they're way behind and he rallies the jets uh he throws a pick late but rallies them to like I think they lost by ten or whatever, but they were down like by twenty plus points. Played pretty well, so I think from a backup stamp, it'll be interesting because I made the comment about Brett Rippon. To me, Brett Rippon's a perfect backup because it didn't cost you very much money. I mean, Josh Johnson just with mi- the minimum 
the veteran minimum of however many years he's played, he's going to be over a million dollars. So we'll see. But uh, I thought it was an interesting pickup. Okay, last question. Last question. Really last question. Second week of free agency. Broncos still have some needs to address. What do you expect them to do? Well, I mean, I think they, at some point, they still have to address the right tackle position. And we've talked about that repeatedly. Yep, yeah, that's going to be an important one. It was interesting, Lael Collins, we talked about this on Friday as well, who got cut from the Cowboys. Yes. There was some speculation that maybe Denver would look at him, but he's going to Cincinnati. And I say good for Joe Burrow because he just got his ass kicked uh, most of last year. But uh, they're going to have to, they're going to have to find a solution at right tackle. I don't think they're done on defense yet. I think there's another corner probably in the works, uh, especially, again, as we talked about, the AFC West is going to be just, I mean, just dynamite in terms of guys that can throw the ball. Lots of receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster goes to the Chiefs, a one-year deal. But to me, that's, and I'm not anti-Smith-Schuster, but that's a step down. They lose Byron Pringle. Um and Smith Schuster is a good receiver, but he's not one of these world class speed guys. And so I think the Broncos will match up uh, better with the Chiefs. They'll lose one more like really fast guy. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I think Smith Schuster is a good NFL receiver, but uh, he will not strike fear into the hearts of the Broncos secondary. I'm so happy right now as somebody that watches the Broncos. Aren't you? Yeah. So if you watch them, I have to cover them. I get to be the play-by-play voice. I mean, they they just like (laughs) – when I heard the Russell Wilson thing, I I was like a a, a small child, like the night before Christmas. Make the sound. Russell Wilson! (laughs) Oh, I was like – I mean, I I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me, man. Because that one sort of snuck up on me. The Aaron Rodgers thing, I thought – Still was a possibility, and then he signs the deal, and I'm like, okay, well, now what? And honestly, I was starting to think about like the Mitch Trubisky's of the mm. world, and you know that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden, it was like, wait, what? That would have been a different sound out of your mouth, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, you would not have been like. I mean, that, listen, we don't. You're, want not, to be you're not excited, nearly as excited <laughs> about Mitch Trubisky as you are True. Russell Wilson, right? That's I fair know. to say. I know. I love Mitch it. Trubisky's single, so you Why probably would be He's more like excited 12. about it. But I was going to say Mitch Trubisky, Russell Wilson with Sierra, Mitchell Trubisky, or any other quarterback, maybe save Tom Brady with who? So, I would, you know. It doesn't matter that he's single. I just want them to win. Well, I do too. Okay. I mean, who wants them to win between you and me more? Me or you? I don't know. I'm a native. Well, Mom, and I'm a what? Play by play person. Yeah. <laughs> and a native. Okay, let's shake. <laughs> well, you like our virtual shake? Yes, virtual shake. Okay, I'm shaking. Okay, I'll see you next week. All right. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your 
your favorite players. They really do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. It's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code LOGAN, L-O-G-A-N, when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code LOGAN to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.